0: Welcome, hello and welcome to another episode <laughs> of Conspiracy Filled, where I definitely didn't start off with my mic muted. Uh, wait.
1: You, your mic wasn't muted. You're good.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: I can hear you, Elise.
0: I, I'm crazy. You guys, I'm crazy tonight, and I'm not even presenting the show. PJ, what have you got for us?
1: So we're going to be talking about someone who's been blowing up the internet this week. Uh, her name is Eliza Seep, C- or I mean Cuts or nose Morthland eliza blue that's who we're talking about we're oh, talking about eliza God. blue tonight yeah so uh man holy cow this rabbit hole goes deep guys and i'm just gonna say this really quick i've listened to pretty much everyone's opinion on her in the last week i've listened at like pretty much everything that Brittany venti and the quartering have said and uh i've just been gathering stuff from everywhere and i'm just saying this right now like I've i've really tried my best to put together a comprehensive list of everything that's going on, and present some new facts I haven't seen other people presenting. Uh, so, it's it's going to be a doozy. So, even if you've listened to other people talk about this, I'm sure you're going to find something here you haven't heard uh, or probably haven't heard yet. Um, really quick before we get started, I want to sh- give a shout out to Mark 13:23 over on Locals, our newest local su- uh, supporter. So, thank you so much for that, Mark. And uh, real quick, I-, I saw one person post over here on YouTube that that. Rumble wasn't loading for them. Is that happening or are we getting chats over on Rumble? Is it, do we know if it's working? We
0: were up to a minute ago. Uh,
1: I know it looks like it's working for me. Okay, Okay. good, good, good. I I just know that Rumble's been doing some maintenance this week. So if it is down or anything like that, just uh, somebody let me know. And uh, Because at the end of every show, we go over to Rumble and we do an extra half hour or so for you guys and, and talk to you guys. Also lit over here with our first ever super chat yes somehow we got in bed with big tech and we were able to get monetized on youtube i don't know how long that'll last they've taken down a few of our videos but so far we're good thank you jess for that that's amazing yeah um so yeah really cool stuff anyway oh
0: that just that warmed my heart
1: (laughs) i don't know jess is the best can can somebody do me a favor and drop her uh youtube link in the chat for everybody really quick if you guys have not been watching lit which is Jess's podcast uh which is also a part of Hawkhound media uh she did a episode on 1984 last night that was really really good so you should check, should check it out and me and abby are going to be on her show next week as well yeah. next tuesday at seven so
0: all right got i got the i got her show link in the chat right there
1: <clears throat> awesome awesome all right cool so anyway um anyway Let's talk Let's talk about Eliza, whatever her last name is, Blue. Uh, so I, I want to start off really quick, not just jumping into all the Twitter controversy and stuff like that. We are going to be talking about Twitter, but I don't want this to just be a story about one person threw a hissy fit and got a bunch of people kicked off Twitter. There's so much more to this. Um, and I've noticed some people uh, have been asking me as I've been tweeting about this and talking about this, they don't even know who she is. And for me, I, like she was always on the periphery of my vision for the last two years like i knew of her and i knew kind of what she was about but i just kind of ignored her to be honest i think it was just that i found her for me it wasn't like okay she's supposedly a trafficking survivor we'll talk about this for me it was just the fact that she would tweet about politics a lot and it was very inconsistent and very not intelligent so I was just like, you know what? If she's out there, um, you know, advocating to to help so, uh, people that have survived sex trafficking and things like that. Good for her. I just don't really care to listen to an interview because I don't think she's that intelligent. But um, yeah, so the world was kind of reintroduced to this Eliza woman in 2020 as Eliza Blue, a human trafficking survivor advocate leader. Those are her words. That's what's at the top of her profile. That's what she calls herself. Um, and I wanted to like find, I've listened to so many interviews with her and I wanted to find a, a, the most comprehensive take on her story, her background, which is not easy, by the way. She almost never talks about it. She is an advocate leader who doesn't lead by example, I guess. I don't know. It's like, she wants people to come out and like, supposedly talk about their stories and you know whatever but she won't tell her so i found the, the closest thing i could find was in 2020 uh she was on the tough love podcast of september of 2020 how familiar have you been with her by the way over the last few years abby
0: i started seeing her tweets around last year she's she's in with one of the communities i'm in with and Started following her more closely, especially when she was t- tweeting about child sexual abuse material on Twitter. Right, and uh, she interacted with me a few times. I like her cat; is really cute. Um, she just seemed like sometimes I, I thought she was a little bit overly dramatic about things and a little silly, but but yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed following her, and was surprised to hear uh, <clears throat> everything that came out real quick. We have a small super chat over on Odyssey.
1: Oh, amazing. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Two cents from Avatar Ang. How are you doing today, PJ and Abby?
1: We are doing great. I have.
0: I am one <laughs> cent richer, and I'm very happy about it. We're
1: each one cent richer, thanks to you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we are on Odyssey as well. So um, if you guys do want to like support us in any way, following us on all these platforms really helps. Like I said, YouTube likes to take down our stuff, so who knows how long we'll be here. Um, so especially after this, because we might be pissing off a certain person who's had the ability to take down articles youtube videos channels twitter channels we'll get into all of it but uh so i I looked back at eliza's story the the most comprehensive one i could find where she talked the most about her background which was from the tough love podcast september of 2020 and this is just the um tag tagline or the the description of the show it says at 17 eliza moved to la with big dreams within 48 hours the man who had promised to make her a star had sold her to another man in hollywood for 500 dollars This was only the beginning of an ordeal that was to last for over 15 years. Today, Eliza is an advocate for survivors of human trafficking, sex trafficking, and child trafficking. And I took some notes. I listened to the whole thing. I took some notes on her story. So this is what I gathered from that hour, hour and a half long podcast. She grew up in Illinois with her father, mother, and sister, and she was homeschooled. Both things she would later say weren't true and then were again. Uh, she, <laughs> as a teenager, she met a photographer at Vans Warp Tour in Chicago, and then he said, you could be a model. You could be the next big thing. So her mother, as all good, responsible mothers do, took her to LA to meet this late 20s, uh, modeling photographer when she was just 17. Uh, she later changes it to 16 in the same exact podcast and in later <laughs> podcasts. So she says 17 quite a few times, and then it's 16 by the end, which I find interesting. She has a hard time with her own age a lot. Uh, then she talks about sh- how she was drugged and sexually assaulted when her mom left her alone with this nearly 30 year old photographer on this trip. And if you guys haven't noticed for like two minutes in and I've already like shot holes through like five things. Uh, she um she tells the same exact story but it happened at a party in her hometown. Like all the details are the exact same. Someone gave her drugs and then they seduced her this way and that way. And then they assaulted her. So this is supposedly her first sexual assault by this photographer in LA, but also it was happened when she was 16 or 17 in Chicago or wherever she grew up, depending on the day that she talks about stuff. Uh, She then goes on to say she was introduced to a high profile musician and then As any good father would do, he decided to move her out to L.A. and leave her there at 17 to chase a music modeling career with this unnamed photographer and unnamed high-profile musician. Uh, He then sells her into what she says in this podcast as a trans-human trafficking ring in L.A. for $500, which is, I guess, the going rate for a human being in L.A. Uh, At this time... So this is... This is weird. Has this popped up? Have you noticed this about her? I like it comes up every now and then when she wants extra brownie points with like, look how oppressed I am. Is she'll she'll claim she's a they them or that she was? Have you noticed this? Like, it's really not Ooh. out there very much.
0: I've never seen her do that. Maybe because I only found her when she <laughs> got into the conservative community. She so, was doing it this week. That work. She
1: was doing it this week. So she's she's still doing what? this thing where it's like she's part of the conservative movement. But she's an Andrew Yang supporter slash Donald Trump supporter. She's a they, them. I don't, it's really weird. Okay. I'm just saying like she goes back and forth between being a woman and being a they when it like gets her more victim points. And I noticed she was doing that again this week. And in this podcast, she just throws out there. She was put into a trans sex trafficking ring as a female long before all of the they, them pronouns game stuff started. And it's hard to tell oh, what year this okay. was because I it's either, well we'll get into it. So that's what she says. Anyway, she, she she says that, and then she says that she keeps leaving her traffickers over and over, and always going back to them. She has nowhere else to go, apparently. And at one point, she says she was the property of a, another unnamed famous person, an athlete. Um, not no, no sport, no indication of who this is. Uh, she at by the end of the podcast, the the lady hosting this asks her how long ago she escaped from sex trafficking. And she really does not want to answer this. And she tries really hard not to answer this question. And then she eventually says, I got out at least six years ago, which would have made it 2014. And then she says she might change her story later, which I found really interesting. And in fact, she did change her story later uh, to this. This is a tweet from her. It says, I've never spoken about this previously, but my story as a survivor is in question. So here we go. In the summer of 2013, I emailed Eve's Angels at info at evesangels.org, desperately asking for help. My first survivor advocate was Cheryl. So now she escaped in 2013 slash 2014. So, six years, I guess, but she clarifies. Hmm. Also, she changes the name of the person she contacted from Cheryl to someone else we'll get into later. i It's in my man. notes. So, even <laughs> who she contacted with eves angels is not the same person. So... Just this is like I said, this is one of her earlier podcasts when she started coming out as Eliza Blue, the uh, self-proclaimed human traff— or what is it again? Human trafficking survivor advocate leader. Got to get that right. That's, that's how she, she phrases it. So <clears throat> yeah, what's, what's your used- thoughts so far? We're not even like into all the lies and it's already like, wow,
0: I'm mad at myself for unfollowing her. Cause I unfollowed her when all this stuff came out. Cause I was like, wow, I don't like being lied to. And then the whole Private tweets thing became really popular, and she went on private. So now I can't see anything she's tweeted in the last couple of days, and she's been tweeting all kinds of crazy stuff in the last couple of days. And I'm like, I'm missing it.
1: <laughs> Maybe when we get to the rumble section, we'll just like read through her Twitter together because there's been some interesting stuff. Uh, so, <laughs> what really got everybody's attention though is that people started getting banned off of social media. So it started with this guy Manuel Defango, who I really don't know who this guy is. Ah, uh, but he was not just banned. He was perma banned. Like he did. Like everybody else, kind of got suspended. He got permanently bl- banned. And I found an article that kind of shows what it was that he was talking about that got him permanently banned. Um, he had a he had a thread on December twenty sixth of two of last year, obviously. And he says, I finally got blocked by the lying grifter, Eliza Blue. In honor of this, we will fully debunk her lie of being a sex trafficking survivor in her own words. And he goes on this long thread. A lot of it we'll we'll get into. Um, There's been a lot of other threads. We've gone into much more detail, but it just starts here talking about how she was on all these TV shows and changes her age and she has different last names and she's made a lot of weird different claims. So this is kind of where it starts, right? And then, uh, after all of that happens, uh, there's another YouTuber you guys might know, uh, named Brittany Venti. Um, oh, also this guy, Manuel Defango, he said he claims that he knew her and was friends with her up till about 2009 when she was friends with Jeffree Star and other people in that circle when she was like a MySpace yeah. scene girl back then.
0: Davi Vanity, Jeffree Star, which. Both of those two people I just mentioned have been accused of multiple counts of sexual assault. So great, she, great friend group she was in back then in them um, grunge my space world.
1: <laughs> she, her her friendship with people of questionable repute has not changed since she left. Let's put it that way, but we'll get into it. So then uh, Brittany Venti decided, saw this tweet and she's someone who's been talking about the Andrew Tate stuff. She's done a lot of work talking about... Uh, trafficking and stuff like that and she came to a lot of the same conclusions we did on Tate because I know when we were talking about this she Eliza went on on uh, Tim Tim Poole's podcast last month and she said essentially that she had two survivors of Andrew Tate that were never going to be named and you you have to believe their story without hearing the story or who they are so this got obviously the people who have been really defensive of Andrew Tate to come out and say like you know, start pushing. So that might have been Manuel Defango's thing, but Brittany Venti's been pretty much like, "Hey, Andrew Tate claimed to work with the mafia, and he has it on his own website calling what he's doing forced pimping—the same stuff that we pointed out. So she's not a, a Tate stand, uh, as 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 uh, some people might have thought. So this is the tweet from from Brittany Venti that got her eventually. Well, the started this. Uh, so replying to the Manuel Defango tweet where he says. Uh, you know, all this stuff about her in 2007. She says, Hey, Eliza blue, it's a sensitive topic. You don't have to go into detail about being trafficked, but I'm hoping you could clarify this thread. There's claims and videos in this thread that conflict with the timelines you gave and could distract from your anti-trafficking message. I know trafficking comes in a lot of forms as we saw with Tate, but I'd like to know what's up here as someone who is also very vocal on human rights. So not an attacking tweet, not calling her a liar, just trying to get some clarification because there's a, Thread blowing up on Twitter calling her A grifter a liar All these things right uh, So after this She tweeted A still from a fully Produced world star hip hop video Titled eye candy And this video was live on YouTube from February 19th 2016 And She was suspended From Twitter over This video so So uh, Basically um, basically, they were claiming that this is non-consensual material, right? So let me see if I get this, this image right here. Uh, I'm going to address this one. This is Eliza re- replying to, to what was going on. She says, I'm going to address this one time and one time only. A non-consensual photo was posted of me yesterday on Twitter. The photos have been removed. The source of the photo has also been contacted and I'm preparing to escalate to the full extent of the law. You notice anything about this tweet at the bottom there?
0: The photos were screenshots from a publicly available World Star hip hop music video that has been online since twenty sixteen. The video was made after Eliza Blue claimed she escaped you <laughs> mean trafficking
1: yeah as we've as we established by her own account twice now she's claimed to have escaped human trafficking in 2014 so i'm trying to understand how this is non-consensual because look if she was legitimately being trafficked and they were making obscene music videos with her in them basically selling her body because let me i'm not going to show this to you guys because it's basically softcore porn like i know that people have been claiming it's not lewd it's 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 incredibly lewd. She's wearing fishnets and you can see her nipples and everything. Like it's it's not even age restricted on YouTube, is the crazy part. Like, that's to me more of the crazy thing that, that Twitter wants this quote unquote non-consensual photo band that is very consensual that she profited off of. Um <clears throat> so after this, uh Jeremy from the Quartering retweeted uh Brittany Venti or tweeted about Brittany Venti. I think he screenshot her what she said after she was banned on January 21st and then he was banned on January 24th and then yellow flash was banned on January uh, a few days later. Now as of January 30th, which is yesterday, all three of them have had their accounts restored. A lot of tweets have been deleted, but the original post from Manuel Defango, he's just, he is permabanned. He's not back. And those are only happening because these massive hashtags went around free Britney Venti, free Jar- or free the quartering uh, all these things. The camelot was another one that got banned. Um, But there's a lot of smaller accounts who have been banned who are not getting those massive hashtags that are not getting getting to come back. It sounds like so uh, and it gets worse. So (laughs) not only is this a video that was posted on YouTube that's been up there for what six, seven years now. Uh, Not only was it after she claimed to have left trafficking, but she's the one who contacted them to be in this music video.
2: And I wrote the actual World Star website. I wrote them an email. It was short and sweet and to the point. And um and and I thought that that email wasn't good enough. So I actually wrote Hugh, the owner of World Star, which has turned out to be such he's turned out to be such a blessing to me. I'm not even gonna lie. He's like a little angel. He doesn't even know what he is.
1: Yeah, it really sounds like non-consensual content that she was. Uh, really trying to get into after she left human trafficking, supposedly.
0: It's, it's kind of insane to me how thoroughly she can't keep her story straight. Like usually when people lie, there's not (coughs) 50,000 recordings of them saying the exact opposite.
1: It's pretty bad because she got boosted to like every, beyond everywhere. She was, she wrote a daily wire article. She wrote for the blaze. She was on Tim pool. She was on, literally everywhere. She was all over the place for the last two years. And I've listened to just about every interview with her. And if she's not contradicting herself, she's refusing to ever answer questions. And I'm not going to play everything, but there's a few interviews where she got like very, very upset that people wanted to talk to her about why she's famous and what she's advocating for or against and not to talk to her about her crush on Elon Musk. Like, no joke. Like, she got pretty upset on Tim Pool's podcast when they wanted to talk about the Andrew Tate case that she supposedly is representing two uh, victims from. Uh, right. And and did, they didn't want to talk about Twitter and Elon Musk. So she got mad about that. Another person, um, I probably have her name somewhere. It doesn't matter. She just got, like, straight up, like, really pissed off and said, how dare you ask me questions when you sent me the questions ahead of time that we were going to talk about and they weren't the questions that I wanted to talk about and I still agreed to come on the podcast, right? So, It's pretty, it's pretty bad. Yeah. She just lies. Like, like I said, in that one first interview that I pulled up or that I listened to and mentioned of her, she contradicts herself in the first podcast, right? She's an extremely public person. She tweets things that contradict herself. She talks on podcasts, contradicts herself. And she's been very public since about 2003 on the internet. So there's no shortage of things to find where that doesn't add. up. Wow. Right. Actually, she also not only asked to be on this music video, she made another video bragging to her mom about becoming a video vixen. So let's check this out.
2: Let's just give her a call. Hello? Hey, Mom, what, what are you doing? I just got off work. I feedback forward. and see what you thought about me being in music videos. In a music video? Yeah, yeah I, I turned it up. Okay, I just wanted to see what you thought about me being in music videos. Um, that's fine. You've done music videos before. I know, but what do you think about it? Um, I, I enjoy it. I think it's
1: fun. You, you've always loved music. You love to dance. You like to have fun. Yeah, so she's uh <laughs> post trafficking, still being trafficked sort of and bragging to her mom about it. she goes on to talk about how she's a video vixen and this is her new career choice and it turns out not only was this world star hip-hop video released there's been about five now that have spanned the last six to ten years of her doing essentially stripping for rappers on really low quality music videos i'm not going to bring them all up but there's tons of them out there and she's yeah on this phone call bragging about being on it, she also has this where she's uh, really excited that the video had come out.
2: Uh, our video got released. That was good piece to the puzzle. Does that sound like...
1: Yeah, so she's bragging about it. I'm sorry. There's. I think I cut in a little late, but you get the point. She's talking about this is a video. I'm so happy this was released. Again, when she's claiming that someone isn't forcing her to, to do these things. That's like the important thing because I don't want to yeah. claim that if someone was there like making her do these videos. If you're to believe her that it's the same thing, this is by her own account after she is free of trafficking. Um, And then it also came out that not only was she being a video vixen everywhere she could possibly be and bragging about it to her mother and bragging about her working with world star hip hop. uh, She also was on a chat site called chat star where she was, for two years taking her clothes off for money on the internet for strange men. And this has mostly been buried because the Chat Star website has been down th- since 2020, about when she came out and started being a victim. Uh, but I mean, you can just go in the Wayback Machine and find all of this stuff where she's got her own profile. She was streaming for X amount of hours a week. So I think she wants to hide it. So, this is part of her Eliza knows persona, by the way. This is like the evolution. But uh, yeah, what's your thoughts so far?
0: It, it's insane to me how she thought she was going to get away with this. Like, it's all out there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> obviously. And my theory is that it was probably a Tate Stan that went, you know, looking to try to find something to discredit her. And it wasn't hard. I mean, these videos. Yeah,
1: it's not actually hard. Like that's the thing. And it might've been a Tate stand that went after her, but I've found, I found other threads from within the last two years that people just ignored. Like there, there have been people who have done this research before. And I admitted, like, I just didn't care to know who she was. And I think that was a lot of people who were just like, yeah, she's on Tim pool once in a while. And she talks about things, you know, good for her. Uh, But There just maybe wasn't enough interest in exposing her until until she started banning people. I think it was the fact that she was like, oh, hey, this messes with my timeline. This shows that all of that stuff that I'm claiming uh, is not adding up. Right. So and and it, it gets worse. But but then I found that maybe we're wrong about all of this that maybe she was actually still being trafficked because she went on Michael Malice in 2021 and claimed to have been trafficked again in 2019.
2: I was trafficked on Twitter as well. So there's been three profiles, to my knowledge, that my former abusers made to traffic me on Twitter.
1: What does that mean that they trafficked you on Twitter? How can someone traffic you if they're not in contact with you?
2: The way that my former abusers were doing it is that it was Going back to my Instagram, the Twitter accounts were linking back to my Instagram and they were trafficking me off Instagram, back page, um, you know, sugar daddy websites. I mean, whatever type of internet trafficking is what was happening, I'll go into more detail. So it looks like a profile, um, in my particular case, the profiles look like profiles that would be me, but trying to entice business to sell me, bringing it back to my Instagram where they were doing business. Fortunately, in my particular case, there are no nude images or videos of me on Twitter, but it would go back to my Instagram and that's how they would traffic me, sell me without my full consent and without my knowledge. I was. Tra-
1: they were trafficking her without her consent and or knowledge. So what that means, because she elaborates on this more, I was a little confused the first time too, and I'm surprised Michael Malice did not push back on her. What she's yeah. saying is that someone used her picture, her publicly available image on Twitter, And used that to entice people to click on fake websites where they would steal their credit card information. So the victims are the men who clicked on her catfished image. So she's, she's literally, she's literally claiming now that trafficking in her case can include someone catfishing someone else with your picture, with your face, essentially with your public modeling photos. It's
0: it's shitty to take someone's identity, but it's not. It's not trafficking and no one who had ever been through trafficking would call that trafficking. I genuinely think that that's the best evidence we have that she was never trafficked as a child because she would never devalue that word so much if it was true about her.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing that really got to me is like when I first started looking into this, that's the first video I came across. I'm like, is that her story? for trafficking that someone else catfished someone with her picture. It's like, gotta be the worst stolen valor. Like if there's stolen valor for like survivors of horrific abuse, like (laughs) that I've ever seen in my life. Like just the fact that she came with a straight face, be like, I was trafficked on Twitter because someone used my picture for a fake profile. If that's the case, then every single, uh, female twitch streamer podcaster that i've ever met (laughs) has been trafficked like i i have i have friends in in you know the youtube space and twitch space and podcasting space and every single female friend i have that does any of that at one point i've had some fake profile try to follow me to link me to a fake page and i'll screenshot it and send it to him like hey report this i've reported it it happens like once a week so it pretty much every female that I know has been trafficked on Twitter and I or on Instagram and I had no idea. Now I feel I feel really uh, I have to go to them and ask them what it feels like to be a survivor of human trafficking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of survivors of human trafficking, Waffle Salter is over on Rumble saying just got here. Start over. So start over. Can you just go ahead and Brrr. do that.
1: Okay. So in 2020. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: It's good to <laughs> Welcome, see you. Waffle. Waffle
1: Salter. Yeah, it's good to see you. Um, So there's once I saw that I started finding out that there's so many lies she tells that are just not hard to debunk and it's all of these are with her own words and or pictures. So let's look at the first one in that same interview. She claimed right after that that she didn't know about the trafficking going on because she was on Instagram but not on Twitter. She didn't join Twitter until 2019. So that's not hard to disprove. (laughs)
2: And you can always add me on facebook.com backslash eliza site. Twitter.com backslash Eliza Pipe.
1: Twitter.com slash Eliza Sype. Here's her Twitter from 2015. Yeah. So yeah. It's not like it's really you're <laughs> Twitter's pretty easy to find things on. Pretty easy to just scroll. Um so yeah, she didn't get on Twitter till 2019. Uh, because Eliza Blue didn't get on Twitter until 2019, but Eliza Sipe and Eliza knows were on Twitter in 2012 and 2015. I'm thinking that's what she means. Hmm. Like, it's a legitimate, like, there's rebranding, and then there's, like, creating personas and personalities and things like that, which we'll get into later. Yeah. But weird, right? So,
2: then... Stuff.
1: The, the, Then there's the fact that, again, in her first podcast, she talks about being raised in Illinois with her father and her mother and her sister, who she claims aren't her father, her mother and her sister, except when she does. So here's one where she said, no one in my family is running for governor. No one in my family or extended family has run for governor. My pronouns are they slash them. So you violated Twitter terms of service with this tweet. And my tweet was factual per Reuters. I don't know. She's responding to someone else. And then someone responds to her. Hey, uh, is this Eliza blue here lying about who her father is again? When we can clearly see her below in 2011 with her father. This is the same time frame as when she was being trafficked. Very nice of your trafficker to let you go to a fundraiser event for your Republican governor. Dad. Doesn't look good. There's a lot more evidence and I don't need to bring it up because there's just so much like there's articles from 2011 2012 when she was Eliza cuts, which is when she was a hairstylist where her band that she was touring with was staying at her father's farm and they talk about like they're all interviewed and pictured together her and her dad. Um, She now claims to live at a farm in Illinois. We'll get into that more in a minute, but she kind of goes back and forth on this is not my dad. It's not. I'm not Eliza Morthland, except for all the times that I am and all the evidence that I am and all the pictures of us together and the fundraisers and the articles because my dad's a governor. I don't know if he's a governor. He's something now uh, was a governor or ran for governor, um, but he's he's still a elected Republican in Illinois on some board mm-hmm. or something. I don't remember.
0: How does a man get elected when his daughter's like this? <laughs>
1: because nobody knows it's his daughter, I guess. I don't know. Like I think I I feel like she maybe she's a a little bit upset that she didn't cause more of a controversy because no one was paying enough attention. No to one her. cared. Like no one cared when she was just some MySpace girl who was stalking uh dude from My Chemical Romance. I don't know. Gerard, wait, Gerard. Yeah,
0: Gerard. Yeah, yeah. Which they dated for a while, right?
1: they they did she by all accounts stalked him and like infiltrated his friend group and then he finally decided to date her and then he's like yeah no you're crazy and then she wrote weird fan fiction about him (laughs) and she spread this malicious rumor that he made her get an abortion everybody around her says this is not true
0: so she she said she was pregnant to get him to propose to her And then she claimed that he made her get an Yeah. Yeah. This is when she was in that Jeffree Star Davi Vanity crowd. Um, That beauty influencer, massive YouTuber, really weird people crowd.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 We'll get into that in a little bit because I'm going to get into her different personalities. One of the other easy to debunk lies is her age. And this one is pivotal. So... (laughs) She was on blind date in which is, do you remember that TV show that reality, terrible reality TV show? Probably not. It's like an MTV They would just take two really shallow people and make them spend 10 hours together and film them. Uh, It was awful. She was on blind date and I've seen two different dates proposed for this. And I'll either one debunks her story. She was on blind date in 2003 and or 2006. She claims to be 21 on the show. She says that she was trafficked in some articles or some podcasts. She says she was trafficked at 17 in 2007. Blind date was before that when she was at least 21, but I've heard her in her own words say that she was trafficked at 17 in the year 2000. She says this multiple times. She says that, uh, she was first trafficked at the same time that the trafficking victims protection act was passed, which was passed in 2000. Um, and she would have been 19 in 2000, or sorry, getting ahead of myself. But then in, in January of 2022, on her own podcast, she says that she turns 41 in May. In September of 2020, on that other podcast I brought up, she says she's 39. In a New York Post article from two, from January of 2010, she says she's 28 All of those actually match up to make her born May of 1981 in 2003, which is the earliest she would have been on blind date. She would have been 21 or 22, depending on which side of May she was on, uh, which would have lined up with what the show said. She would have been 25 in 2006, 26 in 2007 when she claimed she was 17 sometimes. But either way, the earliest that she's ever claimed to be trafficked as a minor, a child sex trafficking, as she claims she would have been 19 years old, not 17. So she's lied about her age a lot a lot a lot really weird ways yeah yeah yeah
0: hey josh good to see you
1: yeah good so to see you. good to see you guys um so this leads me to to obviously the first question like at this point is she, is she <laughs> Is she a survivor? Like the, the the title of the show. Like, is she a survivor, a grifter, or is she part of MK Ultra? Because so far, survivor, maybe. Like, not by her, not by her own account. It seems like.
0: Right. I have. T- I guess I have two possible answers to that. One. She has been horribly abused, but she has not been ever able to name or deal with what actually happened. So she's kind of dancing around it, saying. Oh, it was this. Oh, it was this. When she won't just come out and say it was my family member, or you know, whatever would be more painful to her. <clears throat> but what cuts against that is her willingness to use it for clout, and I find that to be the the evidence that she's never been any through anything like this in her life.
1: When I when I started this research, I wanted to say she's probably been abused and or trafficked in some way, but she's lying about so much. And the more I look into this the more i'm there's a way i could see where she is like part of me just wants to be full chad meme and be like if some if she had a pimp and she was being prostituted out like that is a form of human trafficking and i don't care that some people don't like that term i know there's gradations of it this is the one thing i will agree with ron she's like look not all human trafficking is getting abducted and sent to another country some human trafficking is being essentially manipulated coerced into it uh you know i'm gonna hold all your money and if you leave me you won't have anything and there's abuse and there's all kinds of like uh manipulation involved and stockholm syndrome and things like that but just man like there's so much here that just makes me think that's not even the tr- that that's not even the case originally i was going to say right. maybe that was but you can see her jet setting all over the place with all these different groups infiltrating all these different groups like she's always got a new grift she's her lying about every like so far I can't believe she was trafficked just based on the fact that she's given us absolutely nothing trustworthy.
0: Yeah. And like, to be clear, this is not, this is not against all human trafficking survivors. There, there are absolute, like we know that human trafficking happens. We talk about this stuff right. all the time on our show. It's something we deeply care mm. about.
1: That's why it makes me so mad though. Exactly. Is that if you would steal and lie about this and use it as a grift in order to further yourself, you're making everybody look so bad. And she does this whole thing like she does this whole thing like, well, you don't have to believe all women, but you yeah. Hashtag believe all women. She like kind of goes back and forth. And that was a point of contention between her and Tim pool. And he was even saying there, he's like, well, yeah, you don't have to hashtag believe all women. Some women are liars, but I trust you for some reason, which I found really interesting, Uh, even though she won't give any details at all. So I thought that was interesting because now it seems like maybe she's not so trustworthy. Um, and, and one of the things she said that that brought to him that conclusion is she talks about how she's a pro bono advocate. She doesn't get any money from this stuff that, you know, she actually loses money by being famous. Believe it or not. <laughs> she loses money by going from obscurity, working as a nighttime prostitute in her own words at sometimes or a night or a hairdresser at other times or whatever third job she claims to have had in the last two years. Um, She's losing money by being famous apparently is what she's saying by getting free Teslas from Elon Musk and <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all this stuff. She's losing money. Uh but that doesn't make a lot of sense considering that she's got uh pretty big local support. She says she doesn't take or get any money from this but she charges people $50 a month to be part of her locals where she posts nonsense. Uh she <laughs> Yeah, she says if I was benefiting f- some way financially, then people could discredit me, but I'm not except for all the other ways. I am like free Tesla's and paid vacations and flights and speaker roles and
0: oh, wait, it's $50 and- annually.
1: Is it annually?
0: Yeah, I think
1: right. No, I don't think so. That's
0: the minimum is 50 USD. Oh, annually. Okay,
1: maybe I'm wrong. Okay, you're right. I missed that.
0: Yeah, PJ. Stop saying me. I'm things lying about her.
1: That <laughs> five dollars a month. Okay, whatever. Um, she also, and here's the thing: like she claims at different times that she's working a normal job, but then she also claims she's working full time as a bit. Uh, sorry, I got to get this right again. A survivor advocate <laughs> leader. I don't know. Remember the whole thing, right? She claims this, but yet, like as far as I can tell, it doesn't. I'm not sure it really holds water because she doesn't work with any organization. She says this many times. She doesn't work with anybody. She's freelance, which I'm not sure is the most kosher way about getting a survivor advocate and trying to get out of sex trafficking is to contact some lying freelance woman on Twitter. That sounds really safe. Um, But uh, she apparently at one point worked for Victim's refuse silence, which I find interesting. So I'm just going to read a little clip for here from the Daily Beast and I want to talk about this. So it says September of 2020, she announced on Twitter that she had accepted a new position with victims refuse silence, which at the time was the trafficking nonprofit of Virginia Guffrey, which was a high profile victim of the Epstein and Maxwell case by November of that year, blue tweeted that she had stepped back into a part time role with the organization. Uh, corporate records in Florida from 2021 and 2022 list Blue as the group's secretary and director. Uh, Blue was once featured in videos on the group's website soliciting donations, asking people to get involved, and plugging her own Twitter handle as a resource for trafficking awareness. So not only she's working for another company and saying, "But contact me personally on Twitter because that's that's legit." Um, I firmly believe. Lead- <laughs>
0: hasn't she said very loudly, "Don't DM me. I hate DMs."
1: Yes, many, many, many times. Okay. But also follow her on Twitter because she wants to be able to publicly tweet about you to gain clout. Uh Uh-huh. And that is her. We'll see this in a few other places where she's basically saying her job is to retweet people. And that's how she makes money. Um, Oddly enough. She's and then the quote from her says I firmly believe that anyone that's helping us in the survivor space should be very thoughtfully vetted because we have a lot of nefarious players that just want to be close to victims and survivors. Wow. I found that really interesting. Holy smokes. Waffle Salter over here. Super chat. Did you get monetized by the Susan? Congrats. We did somehow yes. monetize. We really. are
0: in bed with big <laughs> <Jet>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, thank you, Waffle. I appreciate that, man. That's really nice.
0: We got another six cents over on, <laughs> o- over on Odyssey. Dang. Um, as,
1: uh, you guys on Odyssey. From Avatar Ang. So sorry,
0: Waffle, but you are just blown out of the water. <laughs> um, I mean, we appreciate you, obviously, but...
1: Yeah, you know. <laughs> we appreciate all you guys so much, really, we do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I just... I find this hilarious that she's the one saying, be careful You have to vet people because there's some people that just want to be close to victims and survivors. They're nefarious players. I wonder how she would know this.
0: Sounds like a little projection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's another survivor, Maria Farmer, another survivor of the Epstein, uh, who was blocked on Twitter by (laughs) Eliza. As many survivors are, this is what I've been finding. A lot of the high-profile survivors, uh, victims, whatever you want to call them, of trafficking, anybody related to Epstein that's not... uh, uh, Virginia Guffrey. She just blocks him on Twitter. And maybe it's because <laughs> Mariah Farmer said she's clung to us for uh, from uh, she's clung to us all from out of nowhere. She had none of the attributes of an Epstein victim yet insinuated otherwise. Uh, and <laughs> here's the thing like I, I hesitate to say anything about this organization and it being a little shady possibly because I know that it's ran by Virginia Guffrey as well, who was pivotal in the, in the, in the Maxwell case. Remember she was the 17 year old that was with um, Prince Andrew. I think it was.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but so far everything I'm finding on this nonprofit looks a little shady uh, considering no one is had anything to say about it anywhere on the internet except for their, division of corporation out of Florida and it lists uh, Virginia Guffrey and it lists some Fort Lauderdale address as well as Eliza seep, which I find it funny. She's gone back a few names on this. I don't know if that's her legal name now after she changed it from Worthland or something. Uh, They're both claiming the same fake address in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which neither of them live and there's no information on this organization at all it's and just saying it's it's weird yeah it's weird uh and what else is weird is that there was one point where Eliza was claiming to have this 500 acre farm for survivors of human trafficking uh, and she said she was not gonna reveal where it was at but here's some of the tweets she's had I don't you probably can't see this too well let me see if I can zoom up on this a little um I'll just have to read some of these to you. so she says um my dream was to open a safe house for survivors of human trafficking. I'm doing it now. That was March 26th of 2020. Before that, in March of 9th of 2020, this I find really interesting. She tweets, if any extremely wealthy people wanna, want to off-grid until COVID-19 is passed, I'll rent you the extra house on the farm. 550 acres and no neighbors for miles. Just to sweeten the deal, all proceeds will be going to that house, uh, go, turning that house into a safe house for survivors of human trafficking. Huh. Uh, th- thank you everyone I opened this is later in March March 31st thank you everyone I opened a safe house for trafficking survivors on Monday I named it humanity house a nod to you she's talking to Andrew Yang please keep up huh. the good work and I promise I'll keep trying to move humanity forward uh, she's also got this it's my pleasure to announce that humanity house is now a home give us your tired your poor your hurdle mass blah blah blah, blah. Uh, and this is again her responding to Andrew Yang the one I was reading earlier She's talked about this nonsense at all. And when you look into it, her dad, Richard Morthlin that she's not related to, but is definitely related to owns exactly 550 acres of farmland in, (laughs) in Illinois. And she has claimed other times that she lives on her parents' farm of 550 acres in Illinois. So like, she doesn't want people to know where it's at, but she tweets about it. And it's very obvious. It's her dad's farm in Illinois. I just find this really strange that she's, hey, don't go to a real organization, come to me. Don't go to a real house, come to the one that I tweeted about once or twice. Also, can we get like billionaires and millionaires to come and live at this house too? Like, you mean the co- I'm not wait, trying wait, 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 to wait. say anything, but when you're like, hey, this is a home for trafficking survivors, also, can we get the wealthiest people? Be- like, let me bring up this tweet again.
0: Right, right. If this any
1: is- extremely wealthy people want off grid, Come to my house that's also a safe house for survivors of human trafficking. Have we seen this before? Have we seen this before? Like, hey, let's get a bunch of wealthy billionaires and people who no one knows their names or that they exist because they've been trafficked and they're just missing people. Let's gather them together on a farm in Illinois that my politician father owns. Like, I'm not saying, but I'm kind of saying.
0: I'm I'm saying. I'm saying.
1: I know she's so happy, so allegedly. But like, oh, you can't look. tell me that someone who's lied about literally everything and is now trying to gather millionaires and survivors onto a farm in the middle of nowhere that th- does not look weird to people.
0: How would an actual human trafficking survivor <sighs> not see how bad that looked? I,
1: how yeah, would you not notice? I have no idea. And she won't talk about it since, except to say that she lives there and maybe she's bringing people there, but she's not going to talk about it. So it's really weird. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that just, <laughs> I just, I saw that and my mind was like, are, are you literally just setting up a uh, little St. James, Illinois version? And like, no one's going to notice. Um, I, there's other evidence that she does. There, here's the thing. I can't find a single person that she's represented. I can't find anyone that's come forward to accuse their traffickers. It seems like she gathers people and then, their silent faces forever after she gets a hold of them, and that's the other thing that's like really sticking out to me here. And I want to play this this little clip from Tim Pool. The other, uh, I guess it was last earlier this month, last month. So just listen, listen to how she talks about these andertains. I'm sorry,
0: PJ. This comment is
1: okay. <laughs> what comment?
0: The one I just put up. I was oh. in a traffic jam once.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Ape Lincoln, you are a survivor, and. I, I can never I'm question so your backstory or ask anything ever. Uh, yes. Yeah, so let's, let's oh, I'm so this. sorry to hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry you went through that. Lover boy. Yeah. It, it, are, are those the main oh. accusations? And are they suing for damages or are they suing to get uh, them arrested?
2: So, really quickly, um, the survivors are remaining anonymous, and this was like a, a last minute decision a day because of fear. Um and it, it fear as as a result of the legal team is afraid for their safety. Um and that's where we're at. I'm afraid for my States. own safety. I'm afraid-
1: She and her United States survivors of a Romanian sex trafficking ring are afraid for their safety from two guys who are in prison that are probably wanted dead by the mafia themselves. That's what she's saying.
0: I just have to say it's always the purple hair. <laughs> it
1: is. It's a dead giveaway. The purple hair and the day them. How did she get into the conservative Circles, except that everybody felt like they you, you, like as much as people say, hey, we saw what happened to Brett Kavanaugh that maybe hashtag believe all women and we want to believe survivors and we want to help survivors, but you can't just put anyone out there because they're going to make actual survivors look bad. And they held this hashtag believe don't hashtag believe all women is actually going to hurt survivors. And then they bring on the purple haired They them with a shady backstory to continually lie to their face and never vet her like that really bothers me.
0: I remember when I first saw her something about what she had tweeted made me think that she had been an Epstein survivor. Like she, I think that she She, tapped did, into insinuate, that whole thing.
1: she did insinuate at one point she was, and that's why yeah. I first heard of her. And then I found out, Oh, she's not, but she right. definitely wanted people to believe that for, a, for quite a while.
0: Yeah. I think that that is how she got into the conservative community to answer your question.
1: Yeah. Cause she, she associated with Virginia Guffrey and Annie and Maria Farmer and then Maria Farmers like, this lady's not not mm. only not an Epstein survivor. she's not a survivor. She's a liar. Uh, but I want to play more of this clip real quick.
2: I'm afraid for my own safety, even sitting here speaking about this. Um, so that's where we're at with it. Um, so we need to make sure before those survivors step forward, uh, if they de- if and when they choose, because it's always up to the survivor, you can be a part of a lawsuit and be a Jane or John Doe, right? Um, but if and when these survivors decide to step forward, we well, need can't. to make sure that they are safe. And this goes to any survivor out there that's listening. If you decide to step forward in this case, either as a Jane Doe or whatever, um, but so this is a monetary lawsuit then. I, if they're if they're remaining anonymous, it's not going to be a criminal proceeding. In the United States, at least.
1: We'll see where it goes. I mean, it... it No, no, you won't see where it goes. That's how it works. You can't put someone in jail if they can't face their accusers. That's the thing. She's saying they'll stay Jane Doe's and still maybe come out. Like, at least Tim Pool calls her on that, that she just doesn't know the law or how any of this works. Yeah. But she's obsessed with herself and her supposed advocates staying faceless and never never coming against their accusers. And I find this really weird because again, she's a leader of the movement. She calls herself a leader. She's like, you should do as I do. Um, But what she does with her supposed traffickers is tweets at them. Stuff like this. My former trafficker still follows me on social media and messages me. I have a message for you. Kiss my whole ass. That is how she deals with people who might still be out there Trafficking other women, abusing other women by refusing to name them, but yet tweeting snarky things at them with a fingernail polish emoji. I just, I don't buy it. I I like, I, I, and it makes me worry that something much more nefarious is going on, which is why I brought up the farm. And I have more evidence to that, to that in a second, but I want to talk about this whole Eliza, Elon Musk thing thing. And again, I this episode will probably be a little bit longer than normal because I've just got so much here. And even when we go to over to rumble, I've got more stuff there uh, because this is just packed full. I've dug into a lot of things and this rabbit hole is almost not ending. I'm still finding stuff that is really nefarious in this whole thing. And it's kind of a blackpilling moment for me considering you want to you want to believe that there's some people out there who want to help these people, actual survivors of human trafficking and are not exploiting them further. And that's what it seems like She's doing uh, and we'll get into it more. But um, so she's a long time. Elon Musk. simp, Obviously, this is something that you've pointed out to me. Uh, she one of her ex-boyfriends was quoted in an article this week saying she once told me there's three people I would cheat on you with Ben Shapiro, Elon Musk, and I can't remember the third person <laughs> Ben Shapiro. Shapiro, <laughs> Ben Shapiro and Elon Musk. She's a simp for Ben Shapiro and Elon Musk. Yeah, uh, she also spoke at a Tesla event with uh, that shaved the logo of Tesla in the side of her head, and she was this. I keep reading this and I can't find it because any article that once talked about this is deleted, which is another thing we're gonna get to. I found articles about this, and when you click on them, they're gone. But she was given a custom Tesla by Elon Musk i can't find it i can't find pictures of it maybe i'm missing it maybe i'm not doing my i had too many things to look into to spend a lot of time on this but the first few articles i pulled up that were supposed to be talking about this were just deleted so i didn't waste a lot of time and i just saw a lot of people talking about this i also did find quotes of her talking about how she supports Neuralink, which is interesting uh which is elon musk's brain chip implant stuff which if you're if, you, if she was MK Ultra, her being for, you know, implanting things in people's brain and controlling them, it's not really out of uh, question. Uh, she, oh, you know what? I forgot to pull this up earlier. Um, okay. I put something out of place. We'll get back to it in a second. Uh, she also, during this whole thing, like everybody's coming out at her, accusing her of stuff, and she finds the need every other tweet, which Abby's missing apparently, to... <laughs> To simp for Elon Musk. So I'll give you a little bit of a taste. Uh, She said, I think that Elon Musk is a great person. I don't have anything negative to say about him. He doesn't do favors for me because people are accusing her of having Elon block everybody that's talking about her, which seems to be happening. Uh, I'm saying this because it's true. He is a good person, but also he doesn't do favors for me. I also don't ask him to do favors for me. If I was going to ask him to do favors... If I was going to ask for favors from Elon Musk, I would ask him to make humans a multi-planetary species. So basically what he's already working on, I don't need to ask. <laughs> it's so cringe.
0: Okay. Am I allowed to talk about our theory now?
1: Yes. This is what I want to get into. No, that's what I want to talk okay. about.
0: Okay. So I saw this as it played out. She She started to say... Hey, I'm offering. Basically, she kind of made a big deal of announcing to her followers, I have offered Twitter my services to help them design, uh, you know, help them get rid of child pornography on the site, help them design a reporting system. She had a list of of things Twitter needed to do, and so I saw her doing that, trying to do that, trying to get in the door at Twitter, replying to Elon, and I was surprised when it it, it appeared that she had succeeded. Uh, and and was actually working with Twitter to do these things, and then right around there, she starts like lovesick tweeting about some unnamed interest about how like uh, I you know I don't always go after people, but when I do, I I do.
1: <laughs> every other la- every other tweet is I'm lovesick, and also isn't Elon great? <laughs> it's
0: like, she's not hiding
1: I'm, it very well.
0: I wonder who <laughs> it could be.
1: She also said on a recent podcast, now that she wants to get married, she wants to get knocked up. She wants to have a baby. And I was just thinking, there is someone out there who likes to just knock up women. Yeah. Like, you know, not to be with them, just to have more kids. Uh, So
0: just to put the pieces together, timeline, she meets Elon, starts working with Twitter, starts lovesick tweeting, and then things she doesn't like get posted on Twitter, and then people are suddenly, permanently banned, and suspended even though Elon believes in free speech ostensibly
1: oh she's got a lot of tweets too about free speech she talks about it all the time her and Elon love talking about this except when pictures of Elon Musk and Ghislaine Maxwell get posted or pictures of Eliza Blue shattering her timeline of trafficking get posted yeah so (laughs) Nick Cannon (laughs) I just saw Abe Lincoln Nick Cannon yeah Uh, maybe Nick Cannon's her next uh (laughs) next in line yeah Uh, so
0: I, I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty clear that Eliza and and Elon are sleeping together. Yeah. I think that that's
1: I think pretty it's, easy to infer. I think it's pretty obvious, especially. And I love that the internet is calling her the new Amber Heard right now. Because if you remember, <laughs> Elon dated Amber Heard, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I did. I so I I said I left something out earlier that I meant to put in. Um, when I was talking about the grifter column, uh, while she was supposedly not taking any money for this stuff. She was doing a lot of these GoFundMes that are coming forward like this one that says, honestly, I need a break. Uh, Hey, everyone, as an essential worker, which whatever that means, I committed myself to 12-hour workdays, sometimes, seven days a week during this difficult season. This is in 2020. Uh, I serve survivors of human trafficking for a company that doesn't exist, that she doesn't really work for, except for that one that she kind of stepped down from and her name's just on the lease. Uh, because she says all the time she doesn't work for anybody. Like, that's the weird thing. If she works for that company, why doesn't she talk about them? And if she doesn't work for them, then how is she doing 12-hour workdays as a human trafficking advocate? Well, We'll find out. She says, my standard caseload is 20 survivors at a time. During the season, I took on an extra 61 survivors via online advocacy. So <laughs> 81 people that she retweets. <laughs> like that's that's what she's going for in this that's whole thing. She's it. like, I need you to pay for me to take a self care holiday from tweeting about survivors of human trafficking
0: because it's it's but she tweets a lot about how exhausting any, it is.
1: I don't make any money on this, but please give me money to tweet about other people because I'm such a humanitarian or something. Uh, she
0: tweets she tweets about how like exhausting this work is and how like draining and stuff.
1: <laughs> Hitting, you know hitting retweet by itself is not hard. It's the adding your little sentence above it. Yeah. Yeah. Recaptioning what they said. Trying Uh, to
0: remember your lies.
1: Recaption. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a full-time job for her. Uh, But yeah. So like you said, since Elon acquired Twitter, she's worked with him to change the sites TOS uh, with the intention of removing child sex abuse material and exploitation material off of Twitter, which we've all been told is happening or And like, here's the thing. You have to kind of take it on faith unless you're a creep and you're going to go like check. Like, I don't know. I'm going to see if there's any child porn on Twitter today and like start looking for it, which I have not done. Um, But we're really taking two people's word for it. We're taking Elon Musk and Eliza Blue's word for it because it seems like the media doesn't agree with this take. Um, And again, this might just be people who obviously have it out for Elon so I'm just taking it with a grain of salt. But NBC says on Musk's Twitter users looking to sell and trade child sex abuse material are still easily found. And there's a whole article about it. If you want to read it, I'm not saying I'm taking their side and that it's not happening. I'm just saying unless you want to look for it, I don't know how you can verify that this is not just, I mean, like what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think it's really disappearing? Do you think, cause you said something earlier about the hashtag thing that I was, was curious about.
0: Yeah, so Eliza had been the one to to report that the three main hashtags that that were carrying child porn had had been taken down, and she celebrated Elon for basically defeating child porn on the site. And she has she has claimed it's it's complex, but basically what it comes down to is just because the three common ones have been eradicated does not mean that child porn on the site has been eradicated. It just means that they're not using those hashtags,
1: which if I understand this correctly, that's kind of the MO anyway, is like, if you're using the same hashtag, you're going to get found. So in this article alone, it says it actually makes that case that they're changing hashtags. And what also they're doing is they're posting things, getting everybody to email them like, Hey, I've got material over here on my email. And then they take it down and they post it again. They only leave it up for an hour at a time. So they're like, they're kind of skirting it like that. So It seems like it's not really going away the way that we've been told. And maybe it is. I don't know. I'm just saying it's not as cut and dry. There's a possibility that this is a publicity stunt, just like how free speech is coming back to Twitter is in some ways a publicity stunt. I'm not saying it's not better. It's just different. Would you say that's fair? Like The fact that they can ban you for posting a picture of a publicly available YouTube video, permaban, that seems like... Is this is is Eliza Blue the new trans women are not women of Twitter? Like, that's what I'm asking.
0: Yes. I mean, she helped design the reporting system that is getting people taken down. I mean, when we say Eliza is getting someone taken down, she is getting people to mass report via her reporting system that this image is non-consensual. And the system is designed to take people's take people seriously it's it's designed right. to come down hard
1: she's also got the support of the twitter uh what is it the, the twitter terms of safety what's it called trust and safety she's got the president yeah. of twitter's trust and safety co- not just not just support her. i think coordinating with her so if you look at this uh frank pellegrino here says if you had any doubt that eliza's behind all the manipulation with twitter the past week she's primarily been retweeting and liking all of ella Gerwin or. Yeah, it's Ella, Gerwin, or Ella Irwin, I guess Ella G. Irwin. Ella Irwin's safety tweets. This is the biggest scandal here since the Hunter Biden laptop. So if you look at this and you go to her Twitter, you'll see that Ella Irwin had this long thread about non-consensual nudity and copyright violation, which could only be talking about Eliza Blue. It was posted within minutes, with in minutes of the first time that Eliza Blue tweeted about this. You can't tell me that she saw Eliza Blue's tweet the moment it was posted, and wrote this long Twitter safety thread. They like it's just obvious they were coordinating. Is my point? Like she has yeah. talked about this, and and what's even and the reason I think this is even more plausible is she's the one who got Ella Irwin her job. If you think back, Yol Roth had the job before her, and it was Eliza who exposed Yol Roth is kind of creepy. Uh, yep. Yeah. So Yol Roth here said, "Can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers?" And Eliza said, I think I may have found the problem. Elon Musk and Yoel Roth was fired. Ella Irwin comes in and she's got a, a, a friend in the Twitter safety that's supporting her, supporting this decision of, hey, you know how this publicly available image of a music video that's not even censored on YouTube is of a famous, like, here's the thing. People pointed this out is if this is the new Twitter terms of service, that you that you can call any picture of yourself non-consensual this is not revenge porn it's not hacking someone's phone it's not posting things that they don't want out there it's hey this is on the internet and i'm going to put it on twitter right i'm going to share this publicly available image on twitter if you can say that any photo you don't like of yourself is non-consensual then what would what about uh, was it prince andrew His pictures Mm -hmm. with Glenn Maxwell and Virginia Guffrey. Well, that's non-consensual. He didn't want to be shown that he's a pedophile. What about Elon Musk's pictures with Glenn Maxwell? You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of this. This is actually a term of service update that would protect child traffickers. Because if you are trafficking, if you are doing things, if you're uh, an elite billionaire who oh comes out, there's a picture of you on on Epstein's plane. Well, that's non-consensual. Am I am I wrong to think this? Like that does seem like the logical conclusion of this new
0: If there is no human review or if the human review is is Ella Irwin. Yeah, in bed with these people, then yeah. The reporting system is designed to basically take you down automatically, and then whoever reviews it is not going to side with you. So yeah, it's it's not great.
1: Right. Yeah, so I got two more things I want to get through and then we'll go over to Rumble and I've got some more stuff and we'll talk to you guys. I got some questions for you guys as well. Uh, would you mind dropping the Rumble link again for people who are over on YouTube if they want to yeah, check out that part? Okay. Um, so obviously in the title, I put uh, MK Ultra. This was one of the first things that I was looking into. I, and there's a few things here, but I'll, I'll give you my opinion on this. So the first thing that people point out is d- is these different personalities that she's got supposedly. So it goes beyond. Here's the thing about it. It actually does go beyond her just rebranding herself a little bit, maybe because every personality has a different accent, has a different backstory. Like it's kind of elaborate. So either she's just such an impulsive liar or some people have pointed out she might have this like syndrome about fantasies. Like she just has to live in a fantasy all the time. She can't be herself ever. Um, And then again, this is just online sleuthing. I'm just telling you what people are saying. Uh, You know, there's the other possibility that she is actually you know, a multi multiple personality disorder type person. She's got this dissociative personality, which is part of the fracturing that happens in things like project monarch, you know, different MK ultra programs that would take children, children of politicians very often and abuse them and give them multiple mm-hmm. personalities and then sick them on rock stars, rappers, <coughs> athletes, get them to infiltrate groups like right. every political group going from Andrew Yang to a Trump supporter to I'm a neocon to I'm an AnCap to I'm a conservative, but I've never said I'm a conservative. Actually, I hate conservatives. Also, I'm a conservative. Also, I'm a they them purple haired, whatever. Like she's, she's actually done this um, cr- crazy thing where she's infiltrated kind of Courtney love style, all these different groups from uh, as we talked about earlier and we, we could go more into this on rumble. I want to see if I can find that fan fiction to show you guys it's pretty, pretty weird, Uh, but she infiltrated. Uh, I keep wanting to say the smashing pumpkins because I'm thinking of Courtney love. Um, Help me out here. Oh, my chemical uh, romance. My chemical romance. She infiltrated that group. Uh, she's you know infiltrated Jeffrey Star's group. She's infiltrated all these rappers and athletes that you know supposedly were trafficking her. I guess according to her story that doesn't add up. Uh, you know she's got a lot. Born Eliza Morthland She becomes Eliza Seep. This MySpace scene girl. Then she's Eliza Cuts. This hairstylist for the stars. Uh, she's Eliza Knows. Rap video vixen and Eliza Blue. Survivor. So it's like it's weird. Um, and one other thing that keeps coming up too in this talk, and I can't find a ton on this, is this woman named Amanda Jean. So it's not just it's not just that uh, <clears throat> Ella Irwin is is uh, helping her out. There's also uh, this person Ella Jean who, for a while there, was reporting everybody and then tweeting about it. So you can see here as a reply to when she reported Brittany Venti. Also, I'm reporting you for this non-consensual image. You didn't have to post that screenshot. You salty hoe. And like again, this is the theory without much behind it, but there are people saying that this is either Eliza, Eliza Blue as some kind of fake alternate profile or it's some type of MK Ultra handler. I'm not going to like say that it is because this is just a theory. There's someone named Amanda Jean out there who's kind of popping up and then hiding behind a locked Twitter account as an mm. attack dog for Eliza Blue, which like, you know, probably more likely that it's a friend and or a alt fake account of hers since she likes having alternative fake personalities anyway. Yeah. Uh, But what's weird to me, which might go into like the MK ultra basket is her connection with child abusers always, including now. So there's this, uh, this Felicia killings, says today we launch an initiative to bless Eliza Blue for her ongoing work against human trafficking i'm especially grateful that she brings black girl stories to the conservative space when others won't which i don't know what that means She's just like retweeting doing that hard job of retweeting black stories or something mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. help us raise 1000 help us raise $1000 and learn how funds will be spent at feliciakillings.org so felicia killings is partnering with eliza blue to raise money is this the same person here? A former Rodriguez what? high school English teacher facing several felony charges for allegedly having sex with one of her students was ordered Tuesday to stand trial during a probable <sighs> cause hearing for 27-year-old Felicia Killings. The prosecutor, Andrew Gans said his office would not seek prison time for killings. Killings gave full confessions to Vallejo police after her... Re- yeah, so she slept with a 16-year-old male a bunch of times as a teacher. Uh, and that's someone that Eliza partners with. There's also this guy here uh, that she spoke at the free Assange event with Uh, this guy. What's his name again? Scott Ritter just happens to have had unlawful contact with a minor. Not once, but three times. Uh, Wait, Is
0: that the ABC producer?
1: I you know, I don't really know who he is. It just says let me check it real
0: quick because I think
1: I don't think so. I don't think I don't think he is, um, but it says Ritter was subject to two law enforcement sting operations in 2001. He was charged in June 2001 with trying to set up meeting with an undercover police officer opposing a 16 year old girl uh, again in 2009, trying to meet with a 15 year old girl. who was an undercover police officer. And in October of 2011, he received a sentence for one and a half to five and a half years, which is not that much. And he's released a year later. So this guy <laughs> at least what is that three times two or two or three times? uh <clears throat> soliciting minors uh and she does speaking events with him yeah and then going convicted, back, right convicted convicted, convicted twice yeah. yes uh and then going back to her jeffrey star days uh everybody claims and you can find evidence of this in her old myspace stuff that she was friends with and again this might just be an association thing in this case i think the other two are more compelling but she was good friends with this guy named james charles and his career included, you know, multiple online controversies, including a widely publicized feud with beauty YouTuber Tally Westbrook in 2019. After being accused by several underage boys of online grooming, Charles admitted to sexting with two underage boys, though he denied knowing they were underage at the time.
0: So that's James Charles, <clears throat> yeah, Davi Vanity and Jeffree Star, all in her friend group, all accused of of sexual sexual misconduct with
1: grooming boys.
0: Old, yeah, grooming
1: boys. Yeah. yeah, not exactly the type of people All you would of think <clears throat> would be grooming a 30 something year old woman. But, you know, I guess is, is she saying that Jeffrey Star trafficked her? I don't know. I mean, that I would be the only please. way to get out of this and not be on the wrong side of that issue, right? <laughs> but she was, I, a, yeah. she was trans apparently. So maybe she was tr- identifying as a 13-year-old boy when she hung out with Jeffree Star or something. Oh I don't know. God. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know. Anyway, um, and then if that's not all bad enough, let me just, just hear her own words, her being a total creep. By the way, the two guys in this video with her, I don't know who they are, but I don't know. <laughs> Wood chipper? I don't know. Anyway, so here we go. Oh, this,
0: this is my, the Liberty Lock pod.
1: Yeah. Do you know who so- these guys are?
0: The the top left is the um the main guy. I don't I I don't know his name, but he, he's frequent he was on Tim Pool recently and he is dating or was dating uh Ashton Birdie, who
1: is I don't know a mutual mind on Twitter. So oh, okay. it sounds familiar, but I'm not hundred yeah. percent sure.
0: He's a libertarian.
1: Yeah, which- well <laughs> we could talk yeah. about that in a minute, but let's just hear what they have to say. Certainly acknowledge that there are many people who are, you know, 13, 14, 15 that have sex with an adult and then feel as if they were taken advantage of too. Oh, 100%. Okay. Okay. So let's
2: focus many, on the many, worst. Many, okay. Yeah. So so let's let's pretend like we all have our like utopia.
1: I understand that libertarians, at least these ones, don't believe in statutory rape, but that's already a gross statement. It just gets worse.
2: Yeah. So if, if, if I could answer this in utopia, right? In my like, uh, you know, perfect in cap utopia, each community. Each community.
1: She's cosplaying as an ANCAP now. I'm pretty sure a week before she was a conservative and a week after she was a conservative libertarian
2: each. um, So it'd be each caregiver, parent and community, including teachers, um, potential faith leaders and neighbors will decide if the child is ready to consent and and look at the child's behavior. Do they have a job? How is their education going? Are they they cognitively available to have uh, sex with this individual? And then um also look at the history of the individual as well. So does this um does this individual have a history of abuse? Um yep. and then you go from there. <sighs> How does this stop the first time has a history of abuse?
1: <sighs> you can abuse this girl if she doesn't have a history of it, is what she like this is the most disgusting thing. Like did you just she said let the teachers and the neighbors decide if this 13-year-old can sleep with this man, this adult man. Like Uh, that's just so as someone who claims that at 17, she was trafficked and it's child sex trafficking. And she says, I'd never had a history of abuse. Well, what if her teacher said that that was okay? Well, her, her abuser, her neighbors said it was okay. Whatever. According to her story, like this is, it's just so freaking gross. Like, and I'm supposed to believe that she's a victim and not a predator. And beyond that, I don't think I pulled this up, but she has a tweet saying if someone is grifting off of, of, of sex trafficking survivors they are a predator. By her own terms, she is a predator. Like I wanted yeah. to come into this and be like maybe this is like a really hurt woman who's been treated bad by men and she has. I'm not saying she hasn't and there isn't a history of that. Right. But like this is this to me screams vic, maybe victim turned predator. That's like the more I dig in this rabbit hole and we're not even to the like well this is one of the worst parts but there's more actually that this makes this look even worse. Um, And I I want to bring up this, this idea off of that, that, that Jeremy from the quartering uh, put out. This also comes from that uh, extensive article from the daily beast called even Eliza's friends. Don't believe she was a survivor. Mm -hmm. uh, Which there's a lot of evidence in that. It's a very long article uh, and we'll read more parts of it in a minute, but this is what Jeremy uh, pulled from it. He says Eliza blue was Ghislaine Maxwell hashtag Eliza blue files around 2016. Wenzel claims that blue asked her to join an, as an escort promising that Wenzel could make $500 in a night and offered an offer that stunned Wenzel and her husband. She was absolutely loving it, Wenzel said. She was bragging about it, says she was making so much money. Blue later suggested that sex workers with a pimp might qualify as trafficking victims, though Wenzel said she didn't meet any pimp or trafficker when she socialized with Blue be it an unnamed high-profile athlete or otherwise. She's very powerful, very smart, intelligent woman. I will not discredit her for that, Wenzel said. She knows exactly what she's doing. So there's also other times where she's talked about, yeah, maybe I was doing survival sex, not being pimped or trafficked, which is just prostituting yourself. And this she's admitting to her friend that she's prostituting herself and wants her friend to in another podcast. She says she turned down $150,000 one time when she was prostituting herself minus pimp after she escaped trafficking. So this is not only a woman who prostitutes herself. She tries to lure other women into prostituting themselves. Is she like, has she become the pimp is my question. In according to this, she has. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. So, which leads me to my last craziest conspiracy of the night before we go over to rumble. And then I've got actually one more (laughs) crazy conspiracy. Um, But uh, there's the connection here that between her and Elon and her being kind of like Glane makes you question if, Elon might be kind of like Epstein. I know that sounds crazy and I know there's a lot of Elon fans out there, but hear me out. Okay. So there's more connections between them than I, than I had originally realized. So first one is that, uh, Kimball Musk dated Jeffrey Epstein's ex-girlfriend after Epstein hooked them up. And if you know anything about Epstein and if you know anything about CIA work, which he was a CIA employee, uh, that is a tactic of control and actually goes on in many different articles talk about how, and his friends said how it seemed like this relationship was transactional that Epstein would use former victims of his that had grown up at to basically be honeypots mm-hmm. to gain dirt on other people. We know this is how he worked. Um, so he gotten in with, uh, with his brother and it doesn't end there because they didn't stay together, but he did end up marrying a, uh, and another associate uh sorry, what's her name again? Sam, Wyle, uh Sam Wiley's daughter, who Sam Wiley is another tax evading billionaire who has strong connections to Epstein as well. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so it seems like Kimball Musk has been connected to Epstein for some time. Then there's this photo, again talking about non-consensual photos we don't want out there that Elon got very mad at people for and claimed this was a non-consensual photo and then it was a photo bomb. Glenn Maxwell reportedly asked Elon Musk to destroy the internet in a famous photo that they now claim was a photo bomb. So people that were around them at, at this party were saying that was not a photo bomb. She was talking to them and she was joking about how he should buy up things on the internet and delete them, which sounds interesting because didn't we see a whole meme about elon buying twitter just to delete it just to delete it and now that elon has twitter he's deleting things that make certain people who might be involved in these rings not look bad
0: so is the theory that what if the entire purpose for elon buying twitter was because things are about to come out that he wants to be able to shut down
1: that's part of the theory that's part of the theory so yeah, so there's more on this. So basically, there's a lot of photos that came out of Elon at dinners with Jeffrey Epstein, which have, he's tried to hide. Uh, and there is also this time where Elon Musk uh, gave Jeffrey Epstein a tour of SpaceX facilities. And he's tried to deny this. Elon said that uh, Jeffrey Epstein, multimillionaire, was not given a tour of SpaceX, despite all the proof and a couple of photos. Uh, and that's been his whole thing, right? Except for then how do you explain how do you explain <sighs> the Jeffrey Epstein victim turned recruiter Nada Marsik Marcinkova wearing the SpaceX T from a photo before the launch of SpaceX, uh when he was touring the facility in 2012? So this is this kind of brings me full circle, right? Is this woman, if you're not familiar with her, was an Epstein uh victim, Marcina or sorry, Nada Marcinkova. Marcin. Marcin Kova, And then she later became known and I don't have time to go into all of this. Well, we could maybe delve deeper on this later. If you're interested in the Epstein story, she was a victim who became a recruiter for Epstein, right? She links Epstein and Musk together in a way that that Musk tried to hide. And again, there's there's photos and I have had trouble finding They're on some YouTube videos, but I didn't really want to try to bring up someone else's YouTube video where there's like a photo in the corner. Um, Because a lot of things are getting deleted. That's another thing I want to talk about in a minute. But yeah, I guess my whole point in this is, is it possible that this is all one big play to cover for trafficking, that you pretend to be against it, that you lie about your past, that you use big tech to cover your tracks, and then you lure trafficked women to a farm with billionaires and millionaires like I know it's the craziest part of this conspiracy, and I don't have a ton of evidence for it. It's all allegedly because I don't, you know, whatever, but it just looks weird. I don't know. What are your thoughts too far?
0: No, I, I think it's a reasonable theory. I think that if it's true, we're going to see more evidence come out.
1: Right. And I hope it's not true. I really do, but it's just so hard for me to look at someone like Elon who comes out and everybody wants to claim that he's this Messiah figure in his, uh, (laughs) devils. What is this? Satanic warrior outfit. And you know, he doesn't have links to Epstein. He's one of the clean guys, except for all the links. He does have to Epstein with his brother and the dinners they had together after 2012. Like, here's the thing. I don't think I can trust anybody who had actually had a sit down dinner with and gave a tour to Jeffrey Epstein post 2012 after he was convicted in the Florida courts. The first time we knew that he was trafficking underage girls. If yeah. like this goes back to vetting, like if you're a billionaire and you're meeting with other people, maybe know that this guy has a, sex trafficking conviction in Florida in 2012 before you hang out with and have long conversations with his two of his um, recruiters and him at your facility.
0: Now, when did Jeffrey get his level of control over the Musk family through Kimball? Uh,
1: That's that's a good question. Yeah, Let me look at that. Um, I think it was two. Uh, let me see. So this article came out in 2020, but it, it's going back a ways. Uh, I think 2011 ish. Let me see. I'm trying to find this.
0: Okay. So you could make an argument that Elon couldn't cut ties with Epstein because he had right that level of control. Right. But I mean, this comes back to oh, it was 2011
1: Trump. and 2012 that he dated. Uh, yeah. Epstein's recruiter, essentially.
0: Yeah. Uh good comment. Around uh, the exact Abby same time and that PJ he are not suicidal. So <laughs>
1: Thank you. So you're right. This is actually around the exact so at the same time that Kimball is dating this woman, his brother, Elon, is giving tours to Epstein at SpaceX. Yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah. It's difficult because we want to believe that the people who are at least nominally on our side or have done good things for us and there's a long train of them right um elon trump kanye all these people
1: glad you brought Kanye up
0: we don't yeah eliza we don't want to believe that they're they're involved with bad things but trump's name is on the lolita express logs we don't want to believe that he went to the island right elon is is ostensibly you know by all accounts, tight with the Epstein family. We don't want to believe that he went to the island. We don't want to believe that they knew. And maybe they didn't. Maybe it was one of those things where they didn't want to believe bad things about their friends and and people they were tight with, and so they they overlooked red flags, just like we all overlook bad flags when we love people. <clears throat> maybe, but I don't want to be stupid. Right. You know.
1: And like I said, this is my craziest theory. I'm not even saying I believe it. I'm just saying it is a it is interesting to me. That there are these ties there, that there is this policy being put forth by Elon and his girlfriend. I think there is, I think it's his girlfriend, uh, that is saying, hey, if there's photos that get out there of us that are non-consensual, now we have the ability. Like it, it's a it's a kind of out there in left field theory. I admit that. I'm just saying it's the most it like I always try to end this with like the craziest one <laughs> and not be like, this is the what I'm leading with, this is what I really think. But I'm just I, I want to put things out there because. I think like you said, if, if this is something, then it's going to come to light eventually. Yeah. Um, but I just, I'm looking at this going, is this possible that the best way to get away with doing something like Epstein did is to be on the forefront of pretending to block it? And then also finding out actually the CP's not going away on Twitter. Actually, the person who's a child sex advocate, whatever, is maybe actually soliciting women to become prostitutes for her, maybe she's yeah. got this farm out there where she lures people to go to, and then we never hear from them ever. They never, they never come out against their accusers, and you know it's just, it's just a farm in Illinois where politicians and billionaires and missing women can hang out, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, sure, it's fine. It's messed up, is my point, and it's yeah. hard for me when I just don't trust these people and I don't believe them. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, I'm not saying it's all allegedly. It's just some theories I'm throwing out. It's just the research that I found and make of that what you will. But we're going to go over to rumble here in a second. I've got one other (laughs) crazy. uh, I don't even know the theory, just something that I that I came across in my research today that kind of blew my mind. It's kind of kind of whatever. But uh, did you have anything else you want to say to people before we move over to to rumble?
0: Uh, Nope. (laughs) nope
1: (laughs) nope what is it jeff told me that if he couldn't say you blew my mind by the end of this with his with his (laughs) puns so hopefully jeff is watching hopefully i b l e u whatever weird way you spell blue now when you're making up your seventh last name blew his mind all right we will see you guys (laughs) over on rumble and if you're listening to this you guys can find this again on rumble or if you're an audio listener you can come over to conspiracypill.locals.com to get the full audio version that includes the Rumble section. Peace out. Have a great week, everyone. Um, Oh, one more thing for the audio listeners. Friday, we're also having Radix on. We're doing an extra episode this week to talk about the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping. She's got a documentary coming out, so don't miss that one. Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. YouTube Rumble Odyssey, all that. We'll see you guys on Rumble. Peace out.